Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, you just had what I think is a really interesting comment, Jason Whitlock, that a lot of sports fans, particularly in the NFL, but also in college football, a while ago, baseball changed overwhelmingly. And what I mean by that is, if you had been asleep in like 1994, and you suddenly woke up and you watched baseball over the last four or five years, the way they shift in the field, the way they play, the way they move, analytics changed baseball substantially. It didn't necessarily change basketball, maybe in the sense that you take a lot more threes, but, uh, but in, in football now, and it seems to be in particular this year, suddenly coaches are doing things aggressively that they wouldn't have done before. And one example happened at the end of the game between uh, the Titans and the Chief, uh, sorry, the Titans and the Texans. Romeo Cornell is the interim head coach. The Texans score on fourth down to go up seven. If you kick the extra point, you go up eight, which would require the Titans, if they came back down the other way, to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion. If you go for two, you effectively end the game. That's the argument. You go up nine, but obviously it's more difficult to convert a two-point conversion than it is to convert an extra point. 
what did you think of, and I would say this has happened really kind of suddenly, this decision, because for almost everybody out there who's, who's listening to me right now, you would always have kicked the extra point and gone up eight and put the team in position where they have to, uh, where they have to go out there and score a touchdown and get the two-point conversion. You would never have gone for two and left it potentially at seven. It's changed, there's no doubt. The argument is if you get to nine, you've got the game uh, locked up and there's no real way necessarily to lose because it's a two-score game. You wouldn't have done that. You wrote it in your column. Why do you think things are changing so rapidly in that analytical perspective? Well, you've asked a big question. I'm going to reduce it initially just to Romeo Cornell. He's an interim head coach. He's desperate. He wanted to be the reason they won that game. And if he's the reason they won that game and they can get some momentum off that, maybe Romeo Cornell can hoodwink the Houston Texans into him remaining their head coach. That was a selfish, hey-look-at-me decision from a guy who just isn't a selfish person or a hey-look-at-me person. But given the situation, interim head coach knows this is – however long the rest of this season lasts for the Texans, be the last time he's a head coach most likely, he's trying to – he was just trying too hard. And, look, you let the players decide the game. Coaches have an impact during practice. Once the game – it's all up to the players. He should have stayed out of it. I had no problem in another game, Washington playing the Giants, uh, Ron Rivera with a weak team, with a you know, backup quarterback playing now, you know, part stopgap quarterback. I had no problem with them. Like, hey, look, we're going to roll the dice here and try to end this game with a two-point conversion. I, I, I had no – because they lost 20 to 19. Yeah. When you have a chance to go up eight points – and really, really increase your odds of winning that game and making it hard on the Tennessee Titans. It was just a dumb decision by Romeo Cornell. It was a selfish, hey, look at me decision. Look, I won the game. I was so aggressive. And I, he would be the conversation. And people would say, oh, what a gutsy call. Or, but I would, if they had made it, I would have been like, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. It, 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 these guys are working too hard, the Houston Texans, to have Romeo inject himself into the end of that game in that way. And it, it just it just blew up in his face. So I, I don't like it, but you're right. Analytics and social media and the way the game is discussed and who all gets to discuss uh, what's going on, that the the two point conversion deal has taken on ultimate importance because that's something everybody can discuss. If if you start talking about, well, damn, why were they in quarters coverage yep, at the end yep. of the game? That's not something everybody can discuss. Most people don't know what quarters coverage is. They don't know whether you know. They don't know hardly any of the strategy. Whether math, simple math. Everybody can understand it and discuss it, and so it's it's taken on an importance. And people are trying to the over aggressiveness with two point conversions drives me nutty. I don't think you should go for two until the last six minutes of the fourth quarter of any game, yep. regardless of the score. But you know, people start chasing points as soon as you know the numbers get a little bit off course. They start chasing points regardless, and I always think it's a mistake. We're talking to Jason Whitlock, uh, the opposite of a mistake. 
Sometimes your offense can be rolling in such a way. The Titans put up over 350 passing yards and over 200 rushing yards, which never had been done in the history of the NFL before against the Houston Texans. They closed out that win with Derrick Henry in uh, the King Henry formation, whatever you want to call it, uh, snapping direct to him. Now, some people said, oh, that's a crazy decision on third and five. It worked. But what's interesting is Vrabel was saying then, hey, we were going to go for the win. You know, if he got stopped a yard short, we were going to go for it on fourth down because if you score a touchdown, the game's over. If you kick a field goal, they get a chance to come back the other direction and beat you, and we wanted to end the game right then and there. To me, that's evidence. You talked about earlier about the, the team kind of having a cohesiveness to it it's also evidence that the coaching staff is working if you can think a few plays ahead and I think Vrabel did the same thing when he got a 12th man on the field I don't know if you saw that was facing a second and one went ahead and gave the first down because otherwise he was going to cost his team potentially 40 seconds trying to stop a second and one when the odds of the Texans getting those three uh, getting that yard on the next couple of plays were extremely high Um, he is just coming into his own and you know this feeling when you're writing a column, when I'm talking on the radio and you've done it long enough and you're doing it well, you can start to see and make connections where others might not because you're not as panicked in the moment. And I'm starting to see Vrabel come into his own on the sideline as a coach where it's like the game is slowing down for him, which happens to whatever you do for a living. If you get good at a profession, it slows down and you can see things coming in a way that that younger people or uh, people who haven't maybe don't have the talent or haven't done it as long can't. Does that make sense? It, it makes total sense. And, and what to me is clear is that the Titans – last year got comfortable with Ryan Tannehill. That's right. And then uh, Derrick Henry became such a superstar last year and through that playoff run, the Titans have like an identity. I mean, because a lot of teams struggle. They, They have success, but they don't really have an identity, a formula. Here's what we do to win football games. The Titans clearly have that. And so... This offseason, when the Titans brought in Jadavian Clowney, I was like, not sure if I like that move. His motor doesn't run all the time. But the reason why the Titans did it is because, like, no, 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 we have an identity. We're going to place Jadavian Clowney into our system and our identity, and it's going to work. He, he He's going to conform to what we have here in Tennessee, and, and we have the players in this locker room to make him conform and be a part of something positive. Again, it's not that Jadavian's been this major, major headache around the league because he hasn't, but there was a reason why he couldn't get the contract he wanted and it took the last minute. But, but So, like the uh, New England Patriots, when Belichick and Brady had things rolling, they could bring almost anybody in. They have an identity. They have a culture. We just drop people into our system. The Baltimore Ravens had it with Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and John Harbaugh. Drop people in. The Tennessee Titans now have that. That's what makes them dangerous. I think the Kansas City Chiefs believe they have it. That's why they went out and got Le'Veon Bell. Again, I have. I'm, I'm here in Tennessee. I'm, you know, seeing. The, and look, I watch the Chiefs every week too. So, but, but I can just see, to me, from variable 
to Tannehill to Henry. This team has an identity and a special bond, and and they could drop me or you into that locker room, and it would still work. <laughs> Everybody knows we are locker room disruptors. Uh, we're talking yeah. to Jason Whitlock at Whitlock Jason on Twitter. You can read him at Outkick.com. Uh, okay, so uh, let's go into this uh, this Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers battle. You uh, had Tom Brady in the glue factory. Uh, and in your column on Monday morning, you said he looked like he was 25 years old. I mean, that was a beatdown that the Bucks and their defense put on uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. What did we learn, if anything, from that game? That Tampa's defense is really fast. Todd Bowles is doing a great job with it. But more than anything, I, I do have to say, the way that ball came out of Tom Brady's hands on Sunday, the way he manipulated the pocket and moved, his numbers weren't overwhelming, but he and Gronk had their connection working again. And and Brady just nice ball placement, things on time. And, and part of it, I was influenced because, you know, I watched three or four games at a time. Uh, I got three uh, NFL Sunday ticket packages so I can watch multiple games. Uh, I had just watched Cam Newton in New England, and he was horrendous. And then to turn back around, and I was able to solo in and focus on that Buccaneers, uh, Buccaneers Green Bay game, and to see Tom Brady, I was like, oh my God. Tom Brady is winning the divorce today, big time. And, and, and I know New England had practice problems, and I know Cam had COVID and wasn't able to practice, but it was night and day watching Tom's command of that offense. And, and look, Tom's working with better personnel, better skills players, but that Patriots offense looked horrendous. Cam looked so out over his skis. They started having to do trick plays just to throw the ball, trying to protect Cam and making Julian Edelman throw the ball from the wide receiver position just to move the ball in the air. And 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 then to turn back around and see Tom Brady, I, I was really impressed with Brady on Sunday. Yeah, I don't think there's any way you, you could not have been impressed by Brady, even the Brady haters out there. Uh, the uh, the Bucks look like right now the best team in the NFC South, and they look like a contender for potentially, uh, as things go along, the crown in the NFC for sure. A team that does not look like it, and we talked about this in the context of the divorce between Brady and Belichick, I mean, the Patriots fell on their face in a way, frankly, that we haven't seen the Patriots fall on their face in a long time. I mean, it's not just that Cam didn't play well. The opponent matters here. And the Broncos were coming into town. They hadn't had a very good season so far. Drew Locke had been injured. He still hasn't played very many games. A team like that doesn't go on the road and win in Foxborough for basically much of the last 20 years. What's going on now with the Patriots? Can they climb out of this hole, or do you think this is a playoff team at all in New England? And all the right things after the game. He took it on himself. He has to play better. I like when Cam's in that mentality. He was horrible, and so I'm making no excuse. But he hadn't played in a couple, two or three weeks. The Patriots basically haven't practiced in the past couple weeks. So as bad as they were, and it was horrible, I'm not going to overreact until this week. I need to see how they rebound and recover from this before I overreact. I got to remember, I just saw Buffalo get beat up by the Kansas City Chiefs. 
the, the Patriots, you know, Miami's three and three. The Jets are the worst team, perhaps in the history of football. <laughs> uh, and so that AFC East deal is still wide, wide open. And so I'm not going to write off New England. They had a bunch of circumstances that still go unexplained to me because, as I said in my column on Monday, it's like I just read like a 10,000-word piece in the Washington Post tracing everything that happened at a motorcycle rally in Sturgis, South Dakota, and I can't get one word of speculation about how Cam Newton got COVID. Not one single word. He's the only starting quarterback that I know of in the NFL that got COVID. Uh, He's had some accusations of being an irresponsible person, and I can't get one word of speculation how he threw this team into upheaval when he contracted COVID, uh, and it's it's really shut down uh, the Patriots' ability to prepare and consistently because, you know, Stephon Gilmore got COVID, I think, from being around Cam. They got a hot mess, and 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 Tom Brady, I'm sure, is living. He's probably wrapping himself in a plastic bubble at night <laughs> and won't even touch Giselle because this season's so important for him. Uh, whereas Cam Newton did something, and look, maybe it was innocent. Maybe you know a mosquito gave it to him. I don't know, but I sure as hell would like to know how Cam, how Cam got COVID and is he taking all the precautions that Tom Brady's taking? I, you know, I just want to know. Uh, when we come back with Jason Whitlock, we'll dive into some more of the takes from the weekend in the NFL. Baker Mayfield going up against the Steelers. What did we learn, if anything, from that performance? Uh, what do we think in general about the uh, about Carson Wentz and the Eagles? Uh, you are impressed by Carson Wentz, and, uh, and I'm a little bit intrigued by that opinion. I want to dive into it uh, and more. All of that still to come. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, you know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting Getting you down, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's H I M S dot com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Talking with Jason Whitlock. Read him at OutKick.com. You can follow him on Twitter at WhitlockJason. We're breaking down everything that happened in the NFL and maybe a little college football here before we are done. Encourage you to go sign up for the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single minute there. Okay, uh, I teased as we went to break. Baker Mayfield, big game. A lot of people thought, I thought maybe it would be interesting in the NFC North. Baker Mayfield, 4-1 Cleveland Browns. They've won four games in a row. They're going on the road, measuring stick game against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. If it was a measuring stick, uh, the Steelers took it and smacked the the Browns right across the face with it because it wasn't much of a game. What's going on with Baker? Where do you see it going? Did this tell us more about the Steelers or more about the Browns? Uh, that's a good question. I, I, I want to say, look, Baker Mayfield is playing with some banged up ribs, but I think, and I've watched the Browns this year, he, he uh, between Odell Beckham Jr., Miles Garrett, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, the biggest names, probably their highest paid players, 
Baker Mayfield, to me, has been the weakest of the league. Throw in the running back, Scream Hunt, uh, Nick Chubb, throw those guys in as well. He's been the weakest of, of those guys. And it's been fine because everybody's been playing well, and he's been playing solid and uh, up until this past week where he was terrible. And now you just put the whole thing, you evaluate the entire season. Baker Mayfield's the weak link for the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, I don't like undersized quarterbacks. He's a bit undersized. He He's not as athletic as Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. When he moves out of the pocket, he's a half step slower than any of those guys. And so what is special about Baker Mayfield? A lot of it's uh, attitude and tangibles. And because I don't think his arm strength is that special. I'm not sure if his accuracy is that special. And certainly when he's banged up, he's not special at all. And so that Pittsburgh pass rush and defense uh, just annihilated the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield. And, you know, as I said in my column on Monday, yesterday was that, like, you put Carson Wentz on the Cleveland Browns, and that's a special team. Uh, with Baker Mayfield, eh. and so I guess having said all that, my takeaway is the Steelers prove that Baker Mayfield, nice little start, but I'm not sure if he's a franchise quarterback. And I don't think he's a bust either, but I'm just not sure if he's a special quarterback. Well, I thought it was interesting because you tied in a bunch of these guys, and the quarterback position matters more than any position in all of sports. But in your column, and, and I think this is a great you know sort of barroom debate out there, you said, look, Kirk Cousins is not the guy, and that Daniel Snyder basically decided he wasn't the guy when he decided back-to-back to franchise tag him. And I think there are a lot of people in Minnesota who are fans uh, of the show that are listening right now saying, okay, I'm kind of coming around. I'll be, uh, I'll be honest with you. Cousins at times has been fool's gold. And it felt like the Vikings were a quarterback away when Case Keenum had him in the NFC Championship game against the uh, Eagles. And so I can see why people would think, oh, if we just plugged in the right quarterback, we would win. That hasn't happened for Minnesota. I don't think it's going to happen, okay? So that is thrown 10 interceptions. He's been mediocre. Carson Wentz is under perpetual siege in Philadelphia, which is a tough city to play in in general. But with the money that he's made, some Eagle fans don't think he's deserved it. Dak is going to be a major decision going forward for the Cowboys because he was playing on the franchise tag. You suggested they need to franchise tag him again. All of these are big decisions that are basically business decisions, right? Because the quarterback is, for better or worse, the CEO of your team. And how you invest your dollars there doesn't just determine how you do this year. It determines how you're going to do over the next five to seven years. Yeah, look, I'm someone that watches a lot of Carson Wentz, and I'm intrigued by all the criticism he takes. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl there. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, I, for some reason, the name of the wide receiver that repeatedly took shots at Carson Wentz and started the narrative that, you know, he's not popular in the locker room. I'm just telling people, watch this dude play the actual games and see what he's dealing with in terms of no The amount of drops he gets, too. I mean, his receivers have been mediocre at best, but yeah. there's been so many drops. There were a lot of drops in that game against the Ravens on Sunday. Yeah, and I'm just the way he battles and competes had them within a two point conversion of sending that game to overtime. I told my cousin before the game, he called me. I'm thinking about betting on the Ravens. He calls, asked me for advice every Sunday morning, and I was like, "Poor guy." 
Yeah, <laughs> I really I agree with that. But I was like, hey, man, don't bet against Carson Wentz. He'll figure out a way to make that a one-possession game. And, and he did just that. I'm really high on him. I think he needs to get the hell out of Philadelphia. If he could get to Indianapolis next year or Cleveland next year, I think that guy is the next – but he'll be better then. But he's the next Ryan Tannehill of football. People in Philly want to run him out. People think Jalen Hurts is better than him. Let Carson Wentz get to a place with an offensive line and a couple wide receivers, and it, it's going to he'll be one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, what I think is interesting about what you just said is Ryan Tannehill has changed the narrative, right? Because – it used to be that if your quarterback didn't work out and he was a first-round pick, basically the NFL consensus was that means he's damaged goods, he's never going to work anywhere, right? I mean, because you think about it, who have been championship-caliber performers that have been found on you know sort of the dustbin or in the leftover you know remainder bin of the pro football, right? Mo- like I know there have been guys like Kurt Warner that never really got a chance, and then suddenly they emerge and they end up being Super Bowl champions like happened with Kurt Warner in, in St. Louis. But by and large, there aren't very many guys out there. In fact, Tannehill may be the only one where they are a first-round pick, they go somewhere, it doesn't work, and then they go somewhere else and it's like the light bulb comes on and Tannehill right now is playing as well as anybody in the NFL and now there are going to be other teams saying, well, wait a minute, maybe there's bad circumstances, maybe there's a reason why we can rehabilitate and and use a player that might otherwise not have worked out somewhere else, right? I mean, you could point historically, Brett Favre didn't work in Atlanta, they traded him to Green Bay, but he was never really the starter there. There aren't very many reclamation projects in football at the quarterback position that end up being superstars. Yeah, and Brett Favre's not a good enough because he was never really given a chance. That's Atlanta. right. Mike Holmgren, Tulsa. Boy, I, 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 I just had a, the guy that I think Tannehill is helping the most is Jameis Winston. Yep. So if Jameis Winston just continues to keep his head down in New Orleans, somebody, some coach is going to say, I wonder if he could be our Tannehill. I wonder if he's been humbled enough because what happens at the quarterback position, particularly for number one overall picks and why they don't end up working out other places, because quarterback is such a confidence deal and it's 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 about leadership and other intangibles to get once you get bent someplace it's hard to ever become the guy someplace else and have people look at you like you're the guy and so that again is where I think Derrick Henry has been such an asset for Tannehill is because he's got to develop into the star quarterback under the the shadow or in collaboration with Derrick Henry. Both of these guys the last two years have revealed themselves, and Derrick Henry, you know, perhaps arguably one of the two or three best running backs in football, and and Tannehill showing himself to be one of the six or seven best quarterbacks in football. They've kind of done that together. If you can package Jameis Winston, either uh, the right receiver, the right running back or something, get him in a situation, if his confidence hasn't been totally eroded, maybe he can be the next Ryan Tannehill. Uh, but, but if not him, if if Philly is foolish enough to let Carson Wentz go, some other team 
Colts, Browns are going to be really, really happy. We're talking to Jason Whitlock at Whitlock Jason on Twitter. Uh, last thought for you. I want to get a little bit of college football. Did you watch Georgia, Alabama? Some, not a lot. All right, so big picture here. Nick Saban tests positive for COVID. Then it's a false positive, and he tests negative five different times, and he goes and coaches. I know you follow the, the, the news of these COVID positivity stories quite a bit. It feels like about half of every one of these COVID positives ends up being negative. When I see stories like these, I wonder, oh my goodness, how many people out there think they have COVID? They're quarantining for a couple of weeks. They never actually had it. We know Nick Saban, because of the resources Alabama had, they can go back and retest him. Most people only get tested once, if that, and they 100% trust whatever the results are. Are you like me that this uh, athletic universe in general, the number of stories where it comes out, somebody tested positive, and then later they're like, oh, wait a minute, it was a false positive. It's happening multiple times a week now with the NFL and with college football. This is pretty wild. It's wild, and it's just – look, I I saw someone I respect – uh, tweet out that, you know, uh, Nick Saban's jeopardizing his kids. He's so selfish. Can't believe he was coached. And this is, they tweeted this out after he had tested negative two or three five, times. Five times, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, first of all, I mean, stop it. These kids aren't dying. It's a bad case of the flu. Uh, and, and, and I understand that COVID is allegedly worse than the flu or whatever, but I just think what's been going on in college football and the NFL has been a huge success and has been necessary for the country and getting people back to a sense of normalcy. And hopefully when this whole thing is over, it, it will get people beyond this irrational fear. Yep. And that is, the, I know people know people uh, or maybe have had family members that have been sick with COVID and passed away. I'm not trying to minimize that. But we also know people that have gotten sick with the flu and died. Yep. We know people that have died in any number of ways. I'm not trying to diminish that. But we have to continue on with life. I, I think what's gone on in sports and to even I'll toss in the NBA bubble and how that's been handled. It's all been a positive to the major league baseball getting through these playoffs. I'm just so glad that people stood up and said, you know what? There are some of us that remember what the, what the price of freedom is and it's to move without fear. If you let fear control you, you're no longer free and and so I I just think what's gone on so far has been a necessary uh, and and uplifting success story, and I wish people would talk and write about it in that light instead of oh God we should all be afraid we we should actually be looking at what's going on in sports and saying huh maybe there's a way to continue on with life. Even knowing COVID is out there, we continue on with life knowing HIV is out there, knowing the flu is out there, knowing all these other diseases, cancer, we still keep it moving. And that's what we need to do. And so hats off to the people that walked through their fear and got this college football season off the ground. 
been a success. And the Mac is coming back, which means that football is really back, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that is Jason Whitlock. We will talk to him again on this program next week. Encourage you to go follow him on Twitter at Whitlock Jason. Maybe some good stuff coming down this week. I feel pretty confident about it. Thank you, my man. Thank you. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my game. game. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be this was Monday Night Football-wise. And by the way, thanks to Jason Whitlock. If you just heard the end of that interview, I would encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single minute of the show because a lot of good conversation coming out of that discussion with Jason Whitlock and a lot of reaction, as always, to that discussion that we have with Jason Whitlock. But encourage you to download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a minute. That was as bad of a performance from the Dallas Cowboys as I have ever seen in the Jerry Jones era. I think you can go all the way back to when they started the Troy Aikman process and they brought in Aikman and they found Michael Irvin and they got Emmett Smith. And the Cowboys have been, at frequent times, really disappointing to their fans. I'm not sure that we've seen a lower low than what we saw last night from the Cowboys in that beatdown that they got from the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury com, uh, combination has the potential to be very successful. The Arizona Cardinals are already 4-2. and two. They play in the toughest division in all of the NFL and the NFC West. There's not a lot, I really don't believe, that separates the best team in that division, which right now is the Seattle Seahawks, from the worst team in the division, which I think is right now, which just kind of puts it in a perspective, the team that almost won the Super Bowl last year, the San Francisco 49ers. I just don't think there's very much difference from top to bottom in that division. Everybody's really, really good. So I understand that the Arizona Cardinals are good, and I'm not trying to take a, take away from them. But you just got humiliated at home in your stadium, Jerry Jones's world that he's created there by a second-year quarterback in Kyler Murray, and a second-year head coach in Cliff Kingsbury that a lot of people said was going to be in over his head. And Mike McCarthy is there. You can't turn and blame Jason Garrett anymore. You can't in any way point to any kind of failure that's going on from somebody that you can easily replace. Dak Prescott has come in for a lot of criticism over the years. That offense was so bad. And even that final touchdown drive that they had, it took so long for that touchdown to happen. I know the Cowboys have the biggest fan base in the entire country. I know a lot of you who are listening to me right now in all 50 states may well be Cowboy fans, but I don't know how much lower you can go. And the fact that the NFC East gets a playoff bid at all I really don't know how many wins it's going to take to win the NFC East. Six might do it. Seven might do it. 
I don't think there's any way anybody's going to get to eight because to get to eight at this point, the best team in the division, which is sadly the Dallas Cowboys, would have to go six and two in their final eight. Is there anybody out there on the planet that thinks the Cowboys are going to go that well? Sorry, my math was a little bit off. They're two and four right now, so they wouldn't have to go six and two, but they would still have to go six and four. Is there anybody out there that thinks the Cowboys are going to go six and four from here? I don't think so. And so the idea, first of all, that they are going to have an automatic playoff spot is crazy. The idea on top of that, that they're going to have the automatic playoff spot and and on top of that, that they are going to have the automatic playoff spot and they're going to also have the ability uh, to uh, to host a home playoff game. It's crazy. I think before all is said and done, this might be the end of every division getting to host a home playoff game. Because now that you're expanding to seven teams in the AFC and the NFC, I think a lot of people are going to sit around and they're going to start to sort of wrinkle their uh, their brow. And they're going to say, wait a minute. Why shouldn't we just take the teams with the four best records and let them host the home playoff games? And I think a lot of you out there kind of nodding your head. You're sitting there and saying, you know what? That makes the most sense. Take the teams with the four best records. The number one overall seed gets a bye. But then the next three teams get to host wild card weekend. And so if the Cowboys end up getting one of these spots or the Washington football team does or uh, the Philadelphia Eagles or it ends up being the New York Giants, whoever emerges from the NFC East, whoever that team is, then go ahead and let them host, but uh, let them make the playoffs, but don't let them host. Make them the last seed. Dub, do you have any, like, does that not make total sense that we should just go ahead and give the four home playoff teams the best, the, the four best records? give them the home playoff games? Yeah, especially when we have a situation like this. I think the winner of this division, this NFC East, is probably going to have six wins. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a crazy idea. It sounds ludicrous to say, or if someone would have said this at the the beginning of the season, that there would be a division in the NFL whose winner would have six games, that would be unthinkable. But I think that's what's going to happen, and they shouldn't even be allowed to be in the playoffs, let alone host a game. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. And, uh, and I think even the, uh, the Dallas Cowboy uh, girlfriend consoling her, I'm betting it's a boyfriend. We'll dive into that probably a little bit later. Uh, by the way, we have had such a loaded show, and we've got a loaded show going forward as well. We are scheduled in the next segment to be joined by uh, Fox NFL analyst Jay Glazer. Uh, so that is a big hit. And then Petros Papadakis is also going to swing by and hang out with us. Absolutely loaded show. Encourage you to download the podcast. If you just heard Jason Whitlock or maybe you missed it, we have had a lot to unpack throughout today's program. Uh, we have got uh, the, the podcast numbers just continue to grow and, and the audience continues to grow. And uh, I thank all of you for helping to make that a reality. And if you want to help OutKick grow even more, the thing you can do most is uh, go sign up for the OutKick VIP. You have access to the OutKick VIP phone line. You can comment on all of our articles, get a message board. All of that is fantastic. I would encourage you guys to go sign up today and make sure you don't miss it. And by the way, the other Monday Night Football game, obviously, Kansas City Chiefs, to me, sort of sent a message to the Buffalo Bills, and they sent a message to the Ravens earlier. You're not ready to step to us in the AFC. When we come back, Jay Glazer scheduled to join us. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio.
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 